Welcome to Attorney Heart, the podcast focused on bringing awareness to and promoting attorney well-being. Join Attorney Heart as you embark on a journey to improve the quality of your professional and personal life. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. All right, welcome everyone. This is Fernando Flores, your host, and I really appreciate you tuning in as always. And before we get started with our awesome next guest, I want to tell you there's two types of people in this world. Those that recognize that health is wealth and those who do not. Now, working in an incredibly challenging and stressful profession can leave you feeling overwhelmed and burnout if you don't take care of yourself. But I want you to remember that you can take care of your health and put your wellness first and not have to sacrifice your professional goals. In fact, you are very, very likely going to be able to function at higher levels if you take care of your health. So if you need any support, definitely in this regard, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Email me at imatternow at gmail.com to schedule a free 15-minute high-performance coaching consultation. And, you know, that's all that it takes for you to really figure out, you know, what you can do to ramp up your game. I mean, what do you think, Leila? Do you agree that health is well? Yes, health is definitely wealth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I want to get started with our our next guest, uh, Leila Parviz. She was born and raised in Iran, where she earned her bachelor's degree in economics, and she graduated valedictorian at University of Tehran. She was 23 years old when she came to the United States, and she lived with a host family here in the U.S., and she took a lot of courses to improve her English so that she can attend law school and accomplish that goal that she set for herself. And during law school, Layla was a very prominent mentor for incoming students who she empowered and encouraged throughout the law school process. And she actually graduated magna cum laude from Western State College of Law. And now she is an attorney licensed in California, working at the law offices of Hadley, by Ramovich doing immigration law. Leila, thank you for being on. I really appreciate um, you taking the time. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so <laughs> Leila, let's get started. Um, you know, I, I spoke a little bit about your background and um, I'm particularly interested in learning, you know, what was your transition like and what was your particular interest in coming from another country to study in the United States and, you know, go to law school over here. Uh, You know, so if you could talk a little bit about that. Um, I always kind of liked the legal profession because uh, my dad's uncle was a judge and I really liked him and his personalities ever since I was a little kid. Uh, I was like, okay, this is my time and I'm going to do what I like to do. And uh, with with law, I know it's so vast that you can do a lot of things with it. And, uh, but I, I knew that one of my challenges would be the language. Mm. So that's why I decided the first couple of years that I came, a year and a half, about a year and a half, that I just, you know, take English courses, any courses like has writing that can improve my English so that I can get through the exams, the LSAT, and then, of course, law school. And 
and you know I'm from Southern California and in Southern California you have a lot of there is a huge Iranian community so I kind of, I decided at first to go to Northern California where I don't have so many friends and family and living with an American host family so that I can so that I don't speak Farsi and I improve my English. Mm. So in the process of applying to, to law school here in the United States, was there any additional steps that you had to take considering that you had gotten your undergrad in Iran or was the process pretty, you know, pretty similar to what everybody else uh, goes through? It was pretty much similar, just the extra step of um, them having to evaluate my degree my undergrad degree because it was from an international country. And then also the fact that somebody has to translate my documents before I even can send it to LSAC. In going into law school, um, mm -hmm. how was that process for you? Was it, was it what you expected it? You know, was it as, as challenging as you thought it was gonna be or was it you know, more challenging? I honestly, I think people had scared me a lot more than what I had expected in the law school. Um, one of the things that everybody, especially in my own community, would scare me is like, oh, how are you going to finish this? How are you going to do this? English is not your uh, first language, and you didn't go to school here. Higher school, undergrad, nothing, and you just want to do that. And, oh, look at the job market. It's just like everything was very negative so at some point i even decided to not even tell people that i'm doing this process um but wow. <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was definitely a new world just going to law school but it wasn't as bad as the way people describing even you know when you would go to orientations and or saying, oh, we don't have life in law school and everything, which at the beginning kind of freaked me out. But then I realized, no, you can have a healthy life and law school and be good at what you're doing. And how were you able to find uh, some of that balance while you were in law school? Uh, the, I think the balance, the way that I did it was that growing up, I, I've never, I was never ashamed of seeking help. So from day one, uh, our school had this one week orientation for uh, 1Ls and I felt overwhelmed and I went to the person that was teaching us basically how to do the law school and you know, she gave me a good insight. Hmm. And I think, I don't give myself a lot of times credit, but if I wanted something that I'm 100% sure about myself and I want to give myself credit would be that just not being afraid or have any shame about going seeking help and telling people that, hey, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. And were you the first one in your family to make this goal a reality of becoming an attorney here in the United States? Or did you have other family members who had also done that? You know, I know you mentioned your, your uncle, right, was a judge in Iran. Yes. But did you have other family members or were you the first one? No, I, I am the first one in, to become a lawyer in the United States. Um, but uh, I mean, I had my father studied another major political science here in the United States, but not lawyer. Got it. Okay. okay. <laughs> and as you uh, continued on your journey to become an attorney, you know, how was 
the bar exam experience for you? What were some of the things that, that you encountered in that particular uh, challenge and how were you able to overcome them? Uh, with bar exam, it was one of the things that I learned early in the process and I'm very grateful is that as much as you get to know the substantive law and all the property and torts and constitutional law, um, it is as much as important to also know the mental aspect of the bar. It is equally important. And by mental, I mean, like they always say, uh, bar exam is, is a marathon, it's not a sprint. And, this, uh, and just to getting prepared. So I remember even uh, before I started, like early on I started studying for the bar, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, can I, can I, for example, stay three hours without even eating any food? Or can I do this? Or, yeah. oh, so like I would simulate everything that could have possibly happened on like an actual bar exam situation for myself and try to train myself. Or like, oh, I'm going to study today or for a couple of days in like the noisy area. So, and also, again, talk to people because they, they are the one that had the experience that been there. And one of the very great examples that I always talk about is that one of my friends who took the bar before me was saying that, you know, there was this crazy question in the bar and everybody were just like standing up, going to bathroom. And she was saying, you could feel the room, it's heavy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then when it come to my bar, the second essay question was the same thing. It was a weird question and I saw people around me frustrated, going to bathroom, it was like, okay, Layla, this is one of those questions you have no time to like bash yourselves and oh, had you studied these evidence or CIPRO better, you would have done better on this question. And just like use that one hour and move on. Hopefully the next question would be better. And that was the thing that happened. But mm. I feel like being open and to listen to other experience, other people's experience was one of the things that really helped me during uh the bar. That's so powerful because like that process that you described, Leila, it's such a, it's such an intimate process where you're having negative self-talk and you're starting to get into the path of self-judgment and you're like, no, 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 we're, we're, I'm going to go ahead and stop that literally while you're in the exam, right? And you're like, none of that. This is tough. This is challenging. It, it, this was bound to happen. Let's keep moving forward. Let's just do our best and 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 uh, go on to the next part of the exam because there's more exam. There's more battles, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and I was going to ask you. So, what? How did you uh, uh, provide support while you were in law school to other law students? Because I know that was uh, you know part of your bio in, in terms of what you did. And, and tell me a little bit more about how you provided that support. And do you continue connecting with, with law students who are interested in, in uh, you know, becoming attorneys themselves? Yes. So as I mentioned, be, be, because, you know, early on in my own law school journey, I went and sought help and how it was very helpful to me and how it changed my life. I just developed a very special relationship and feeling about um, my professor, I'm going to tell her her name, Professor Manning, I love her to death, 
um, that, um, you know, the help and support she provided to me, that it just automatically became my mission to pass that on to other students. So after first year that, I think I was after second year that, you know, I was doing great in law school and my GPA was high and everything. Uh, our school had this program called Dean's Fellow where um, he would provide support for incoming 1L students. Um, and when, when that opportunity showed up and they, our school like hired some students and you got to go through the interview and um, I signed up for that. And it was like the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life because I just love telling people to not going through the pain that I've been through. And it's just, it's the best experience and the best feeling ever. And awesome. yeah, and then to, to second, uh, to answer the second part of your question, and yes, I'm still um, in contact with students. My school is really close to where I live. And every opportunity that I find is, okay, let me go and see how are the students going. And you know, maybe just that one, one, one thing that I might say that changed uh, their lives, changed their perception. And that's what I like to do and I love to do. Oh, that's awesome. So it sounds <laughs> like the, the mentorship that you received really inspired you to pass that on and mentor others that are- Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, let me ask you a little bit about the work that you're doing now as an attorney. What do you focus on? You know, how are the, uh, what are the services that you provide to your clients and you know, how do you, in what ways do you represent your clients? Um, so I'm doing immigration and uh, most of majority of my part is for the court department, which means I'm doing removal defense, defending people who are about to get deported from this country. And um, in a sense, I, I get to use this personality of mine of like, you know, helping people, encouraging them, Sometimes I, I don't know Spanish very well, and, but the pe my colleagues that translate for me always tell me, oh, Leila, you know, you gotta be a therapist, you gotta be a psychologist, like, because I gotta, I was like, okay, trust the process, it's gonna be fine. It, it's just like the things that had been passed on to me um, growing up in my law school journey, in my bar journey, and, um, if I can use it in any capacity that I am, I would do that. Got it. And you know, in the work that you're doing now, uh, in in you know, in your immigration law firm, um, what are what are some of the ways that you try to make sure that you stay balanced, you stay grounded, you you know, and and as as healthy as possible? You know, I know I mentioned that briefly in the beginning, but you know, what are some of the ways that, that you try to do that? That's the first part, and then the other part too is. Um, in your journey uh, for passing the bar exam, you know, were there any particular resources that you felt were particularly helpful that you would recommend to folks taking the, the bar exam? Okay, so currently what I'm doing is that, uh, even I think it's, it's also applicable to law school and bar exam and everything, is that for these taking care and basically your mental health aspect of your you have to make time. Otherwise, the life, the deadlines, the work, 
it was going to take over. So I know that uh, I call her my American mom. So uh, I, I, I see her like every other week. And this is like setting my calendar and it's from 7 to 8.30. Mm. And that's where, you know, I get to like talk to the person that I trust the most. And um, no matter what, even if like I have the most important deadline or anything that you can think of, like that day, because I'm going to meet her at seven o'clock, I mean, I start work at six o'clock. I don't care. Okay. If I have to like stay later that night to complete that task, I'll do that. But this is the time that I, it's, it's for my sanity and it pays off, uh, pays its dividends later. Yeah. That's that, that's so uh, important to mention because you're right. You know, we tend to put our work first. You know, the demands of our uh, law firm, the demands of our, the expectations of our law firms, and everybody else first. But uh, when it comes to carving out, even if it's just like you mentioned, one hour or thirty minutes or hour and a half, you know, uh, it can be challenging to do that sometimes when we have so many things going on, and. What about the second part, you know, uh, in your journey to passing the, the, the bar exam, were there any resources that you felt like helped you, whether it's in relation to substance or in relation to memorization or in relation to mindset? I know you spoke a little bit about that, but any, anything that you'd like to uh, uh, provide as a resource or tips? Close to my bar, I read this book called Man's Search for Meaning, and that really helped me because... I, as a result of reading that book, I kind of realized that, okay, I have to find this ulterior purpose um, for myself to be able to get through this uh, process and going through the bar. And for me, the important thing was, um, as I said, you know, helping students. And I was like, okay, for, to be able to be a credible source for the people that I'd like to empower and encourage in the future, I got to be credible. And I, I have to be that person that they can look up to. So to me, it was then becoming an issue that I have to pass this bar exam the first time. And it, the every morning I would wake up and just thinking about one student or somebody I had in my mind, like I will literally wake up thinking about them. It was like so clear. So it, so to me, it's like very important to have a very, very clear purpose, not just, okay, helping people, or I wanna go to court. Like what it is, you wanna help people because, and what is that why uh, that you get up for every day? And, um, I mean, I know we're in America, so we're not so much into soccer, but I really like to listen to like World Cup music because they were so like upbeat, upbeat and, and like, happy and yeah. yeah. And like, you know, how bad you want your goal and, and stuff like that. So like every morning, that was like a little thing that I would do, listen to those. You're dance. talking about Ricky Martin's Do You Really Want yeah, exactly. It. Yes. I know what exactly. you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. like, there were days that I didn't want to wake up, but it was like, do you really want it? Like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so you use that. You use music to ramp yourself up and, and go in and, and perform. That was one yeah. of the strategies. Yeah. Yes. And you one know? of the... 
you go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you something about that. Yeah, and then another thing that miraculously helped me, and this is because again, one of the things that I'm very happy that I have is like being coachable, is that I love massage, and you know, I I would. That's what I ask for my graduation gift. I ask for like massage gift cards, and I cannot tell you. There were the days that I didn't want to study. Like I would say, okay, I'm done. It's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon and I'm done. Like I don't want to even study one. And then I would go and get a massage. And after that massage, as if it's just like new day and I can study for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, I don't know what is, what was happening, but it was giving me very good energy and I could, no matter what, I could restart my day with it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, what, what does end up happening is you, you accumulate a lot of stress hormones uh, in, mm-hmm. in your muscles and your neck and lower back, especially when it's just constant one day after another, hour after hour, week after week, month after month. And so you end up tensing up a lot. And especially, you know, we sit a lot. So I've done episodes on like the physical fingerprints of stress, making sure that you don't sit for very long because Otherwise, you're not letting the blood flow. And then when all this, uh, you know, uh, cortisol, stress hormone accumulates, it's not, it's not good for your body. So what, what was going on with you most likely was you were, you know, having a lot of that released and it dissipated, which allowed you to feel refreshed. So that's such a, you know, it, it, it sounds like it's such a minor thing, but it was making a huge difference in your journey. And huge. Yeah. And, you know, and I want to tell you about music too. Like there were many times before big uh, court appearances where I would listen to music as well to get ramped up. I did it. I mean, I did it for years, you know, and I do, I do some litigation still. Uh, but if it's necessary in any of those situations, I'm still going to listen to music, you know, but that's, that's really, that's really cool that you mentioned that. <laughs> I like that you know the song. That was my favorite. <laughs> I do know the song. <laughs> um, you know, and as as uh, as you continue moving uh, forward in the profession, uh, I'm sure I'm sure that you've learned uh, certain things, especially as a as a newer attorney. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you want to leave our listeners with? And it could be other new attorneys, you know, things that you've learned that you want to pass on or, uh, you know, law students that are, that are coming up in the profession or listeners who have been in the profession for a long time that, you know, might want to try to find a little bit more balance in their life. Um, the one thing that I want to leave listener with um, is just like, do not be afraid uh, to seek help. And the reason that I'm saying is that because we don't need to reinvent the wheels because um, no matter what, what, what we are going through, there is somebody who has been there, done that. And it's also part of us being efficient and why we want to do something over and over, over when there is like somebody who has done it and know the end and can tell me, Hey, don't do that. That's uh, one of the things that um, I, I really wanted to emphasize. And I think it's, it also comes, it also applicable to new attorney world because yeah. it's, it's the same thing. There is a lot of time, I might not be this perfect attorney or I might not have this perfect research skill or anything, but I mean, because 
I go and talk to people because I say, okay, so how do you do this? You know, if I can get this solution, like in a matter of 10 minutes, rather than running around my head, spinning, spinning for hours and hours, why do you want to do that? And, you know, that, that frees up a lot of um, time in my head, in my productivity. And I think that was one of the reasons I am able to make these times for having fun, for uh, doing stuff other than, or when I was in law school, studying or um, now work. Yeah. You know, I really like the way that you described it earlier, where you said, uh, I, I just try to tell people and let them know the different issues that I experienced and that I went through so that they, you know, uh, can learn from those. And if at all possible, they can avoid it, you know, great, you know. Um, and a lot of times I feel like uh, you you had this experience with the book that you read, Man's Search for Meaning, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody had gone through a particular problem and they found a solution. And, you know, books tend to do that as well. You know, like they shorten your, your, your learning curve, they shorten the gap. And I think that's also, uh, it's related to what you're mentioning, you know, where you don't necessarily have to do it alone. Go out, go and ask for help. Try to see if there's a resource out there where somebody already figured out that particular problem. And um, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it, it's very empowering. So <laughs> one of the funny things was that even when I was standing for the bar one day, I saw two ladies coming out of gym and they were talking and I felt like they were talking lawyerly. And it was a day that I was really down. So I just went up to them and I said, okay, are you lawyers? And they said, yes. And, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I get to talk to them and, you know, they gave me really good advice um, about something about like essay writing she was just like telling me oh on my second essay I just totally forget everything and I was just like crying and but here I am I passed the bar the first time and you know that gave me hope that gave me okay it's not it's not going to be like the end of the world like you know if I can still move on and there's going to be something good and will come out of it and that that made my day that that was the only thing I needed that day to move forward with the rest of my studying. Wow. <laughs> and you never met them before? Never met them. I just heard they were talking some lawyer, like court stuff. I was like, oh, I did this motion or it's like, okay. And I just went up to them. <laughs> That's so wild because it didn't just help you move forward with your studies in that day. It actually helped you with your mindset when you ran into that question where everybody else was freaking out and you were like, okay, I remember I was told this was going to happen. I'm just going to stay centered and keep moving forward. Yes. And what happened on my actual bar exam mm -hmm. day is that for the night of, um, after day one, for the, the next day, which was the MBE day, I only slept one hour. And I woke up. Wow. And I, <laughs> yes. And then uh, I woke up and I felt this like really sharp pen on my neck. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even move my neck. How am I supposed to sit like six hours and do these tests? Um, oh my gosh. So I was just like, okay, Layla, you got to be resourceful. So what I did is that I called the hotel, the hotel I was staying close to the convention center, the spa. 
It's like, hey, do you have any appointment available? And they say, oh, it was 5 a.m. in the morning. It's like, no, our spa opens at 11. So I said, okay, what can I do? I have this important test. So I said, okay, you can come to our gym and use the foam roll, roller foam, whatever it is. And, you know, the fitness person there helped me. And it, it's really helped me. It's fixed really? my neck. And I was able to carry on that day. And uh, this was on the second day of the bar. Yes, like wow. it's like you have to go to the exam at 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 5 a.m., my neck was like this. God. Like I, I couldn't like move it. I was like, oh my gosh. But just to not let that defeat me and find a solution for it. And yes, I slept one hour. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was, it's just like, you know, being able to, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, like to get to know the mental aspect of the bar as much as the substance. And also when you get, you know, curveballs thrown at you, you got to be able to breathe and, and keep moving forward and, you know, know that, that you're going to be able to, to accomplish the goal yes. uh, and, and not let it just completely throw you off. That's, yes. that's a wild story. <laughs> <laughs> so after I passed the bar, I went to that um, gym to thank that trainer. Really? That was, <laughs> you're the one that helped me. Uh, wow. I am grateful. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool, Leila. <laughs> Well, I want to ask you, you know, if uh, there's any listeners that want to reach out to you to talk a little bit more in detail about your journey and becoming an attorney and, uh, you know, uh, if there's international students that are listening and may be interested in finding out more information, more details about how you did it, uh, how, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and connect with you, Leila? Um, my email would be the best. I'm also willing to share my number through the emails. I am accessible. Okay. And, um, I'll make sure to include, uh, your, your email in the show notes, but what, what is your email? It's L dot Parviz, P-A-R-V-I-Z at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. I'll make sure to include it. And, you know, if folks want to reach out and ask you more questions, they can do that. <laughs> Well, I want to I wanna thank you for taking the time to uh, join Attorney Heart. Leila, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy and, uh, you know, just uh, really awesome to hear your story and, you know, how you, uh, what your journey was in becoming an attorney and congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me in, in your podcast. Definitely. And um, I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in and listening to another episode of Attorney Heart. Uh, thank you. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. And Leila, thank you again. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of Attorney Heart. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And if it can benefit anyone that you know, please share it. Attorney Heart is brought to you by iMatterNow. I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W. Please make sure to check our website at imatternow.com. Again, I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Every day presents an opportunity to engage in self-care. And remember that it is not selfish to take care of your well-being. It is necessary. So, take care and connect with you on the next Attorney Heart episode.